This is Robbie Page. I'm the founder and leader of RGP, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I really hope that this inspires you. I hope that it builds you up. I hope that it makes you explore some of your very own thinking. And I hope it gives you perspective about your very own life. Enjoy the message. Hey guys, Robbie here. I am in a studio with a very sweet friend of mine, Danielle. Hi. Hi. And I, well, not I, we want to talk about a very sensitive heart-to-heart subject with you ladies. And really, I'm talking to the girls. Wouldn't you say that's fair? Yes, definitely. So talking to the girls about the big scarlet A word, and that's adultery. And so Danielle, her big bleeding heart, just how, how far are you out now of having walked through this with Jared? Uh, Just over three years. Okay, so it's still fresh, Mm -hmm. right? Still fresh. So, but her heart is to share her story, right? Because what we know is God's not a liar and he always does what he says he's going to do and he's a redeemer. So all that being said, we're we're just going to chat to these girls today. And so I want to thank you, Danielle, for being open and being vulnerable. I know all the RGP girls have heard your story, you and Jared have sat and shared your story. And so it's not a secret. It's, you know, nothing that nobody knows, but maybe you talk a little bit more about it because Jared's not here. So from your perspective, you have Jared's permission. I do. Yes, we chatted about it. Okay. So just really talk to these girls about adultery, right? Mm -hmm. It's something that's huge today. It's something that ruins marriages. Sure. And it's also something that doesn't have to ruin a marriage. Absolutely. So maybe just share with the girls. Let let me take you back. Okay. Let me take you back to you calling me Mm -hmm. that particular day. And um, maybe I call it the golden question that I asked you because that was the game changer in the rest of your life. For sure. So I picked up the phone. Jared had come home and told me everything. And then he left for a minute. So I picked up the phone and called Robbie and as she let me just she asked how I was and as I got it out a little bit and she asked me okay let me ask you this real fast are you staying or are you going yeah and I said well I'm staying she said great then we can get through this together yep so and that started a a whole conversation that day of just digging in and um pressing into what I knew to be true about Jared, about mm. God, about what God showed me for my marriage, for my family, um, and just choosing in that moment to hang on to that mm-hmm. versus the emotions that were like racing through my body. Sure. Sure. And the reality. Yes. I mean, we can Jesus juke it all day long, Sure, but the, the what just happened and who am I married to? Right. 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 It was... Very much a, um, when he told me everything, it had been something that had gone over six, a six year span. Mm -hmm. So, and at that point we had been together counting dating before we got married for seven, um, a little over seven years. So I looked at him and had that, that gut feeling like that punch in the gut of this was six of the seven years that I've known you. Yeah. Like, do I know you? So right. I had all of those thoughts. And um, you had a baby, Lucy. Yep. So this was going on when you were pregnant and Lucy was a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, he continued that life from day one of dating and it went on off and on through my pregnancy, um, 
Lucy was born. Mm-hmm. So it had been over for about a year, a little over a year, whenever he told me everything. Yeah. Okay, so let's kind of go. I'm going to take you from the beginning to a very harsh question. Mm-hmm. Why are you still married to Jared? Oh, and then we'll talk about some details. But yes. why are you why are you married? Why are you still married today? Um, well, <laughs> it puts a lump in my throat. Um, <laughs> part of this is hard because I'm looking at a reason why I'm still married. Having yeah. this conversation with you, yeah. Um, you're you and Brian are such a crucial part in that. So, I knew in that moment when he told me that I forgave him like instantly. Mm-hmm. And I didn't under I didn't even understand why that was my first thought of, okay, I forgive you. I just have to make sure I figure out how to forgive you fully mm. and how to heal. And I held on to I knew that everything that he was telling me that's not who he was. Um That's a million dollar statement. It was yeah, he he I just thought that, but that's not who you are. That might've been who you were, but that's not who you are. Right. And, and it's not like we're, we were spiritually where we are today that, I mean, we like, that was probably 30 days within our spiritual growth Mm -hmm. journey. Mm -hmm. But even in that moment, I thought that's not who you are. I know that's not who you are. Mm. And so. What, how would that change marriages if every woman even started with that? mm -hmm. That is not the man that I married. Right. That's huge, really. Yes. And I sat there and I, you know, I'm thinking about Lucy. She was napping. So she was um, almost two. She was almost two. And she was napping down the hall. And I just sat and I thought about that. And I thought, this is not what God showed me. Mm. So I know that's not who you are. Because I believe that God brought me you. I believe that you're who I'm supposed to be married to without a shadow of a doubt. Like Lucy, we have Lucy. She's such an incredible blessing to us. But this isn't, God didn't show me that I'd be a single mom raising Lucy by myself. And God didn't show me that Jared is that kind of man. Even in that time, you guys weren't going to church. You guys weren't, it's, it's, it's kind of easy for people to see your faith today, right? And no wonder you stayed and you're so faithful and you're praying woman, but go back to that time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys weren't at church. You guys weren't. weren't churchgoers. You didn't have your quiet time. So, but even within you, we still know that that's not what God showed me. Exactly. Would you say that's fair? 100%. So I, I always say when we just get together and chit chat and everyone talks about, this is who I prayed for. I didn't pray for my husband. That's mm-hmm. not where that's I was. So Um, I'm so glad you said that so I can clarify because that's my faith today is light years from where it was. Mm -hmm. And I, but I just knew like I, that feeling you have in your heart of, of there's big plans for you right? and you're going to do something significant and you're going to have a great life and an incredible husband and awesome kids. I believe that for myself, even in the moment, if I didn't know Hey, that's been God putting that in my heart for the last 10 years. Right, right, right. I just knew there was something in me that, that was holding on to that of, I don't believe this is what my life will be. Right. Not for one second. Okay. So here's what I love about what you just said, to be quite honest, is you just basically said, number one, that's not who I married. Mm -hmm. And I think people forget that, right? I think people think that they're this demonized horrible person but yet 
we we don't look at alcohol as the same. We don't look as cursing as the same. We don't look as partying and, you know, everything else that comes with filters. But instantly you knew this is not the man I married. And then secondary, you said, this isn't the life mm-hmm. that I know I love. I love, Danielle, that you held on to that. Yes, I because had to. Like what God shows you, he means. Right. But people give up. It's in that that vulnerable moment people give up in that. For sure. And I think that being honest, that that would be the easy thing to do. The easy thing to do would be to give up and all of a sudden to just let your emotions take over. Right. And think like, how could he? How dare he? Why me? All of those things. And I think they're, it's normal that those thoughts come to you for sure. a second, but you have to choose... I, f- I feel like I had a choice. Like, honestly, I feel like I was sitting there on my couch that day mm-hmm. with the choice of, I didn't choose this and this right. is not how I would write my story <laughs> if right, it was right. up to me. But I get to choose like a fork in the road, going left and feeling sorry for myself and letting that moment ruin my life. I right. was, let me think, I was 29. So I was 29 when he told me. So something like that at 29 years old, I could have turned left and let that ruin everything and that be the mark for my life. Or I could choose to turn right and believe in what I knew is in my heart about myself, about Jared Mm -hmm. as a husband, as a father, um, for our marriage, for our future. And I had to turn right. Mm. I wasn't willing to give up on myself. That's good. Or on Jared. Or on Jared. Because that's not the man you married. Right. You know, I look at Jared and I want to make this disclaimer too, because I know we live in a in a crazy world as well. But I think for all of you listeners, from the minute Jared fell to his knees, because ultimately they all do, right? So from the minute Jared fell to his knees, which I was so glad that he chose Brian and I to fall on his knees and confess everything so that we could direct him yes. to tell his wife, you know, but you you look at the world that we sit today. So I want to talk to the listeners and say, this was a man that was willing to walk through redemption, that yes. was willing to surrender, that was willing to lay his life down. And I'm fully aware that there's not men like that, that it, sure. a, an adultery can become an addiction, you know? Right. Maybe it was for Jared for a little bit, but he was done with it. Mm -hmm. Like he couldn't do it anymore. It was too heavy. And so I want to speak into the men that really, truly are done and they're they truly have sorrow and and they want to walk it out right and they want to surround themselves with accountability and they want to surround themselves at the foot of the cross like you can't do it by yourself, you know, so Jared was a man that wanted to experience the fire of God, even if it meant he had to get burned. Yes. And he had to whether it was lose everything or whether it was keep his family, he wanted to walk through and become a righteous man. 100%. And so I want to I want to put that disclaimer out there because I know there's women, and we can talk a minute even on the books that I've sent you to lately, mm-hmm. but there's women that this has been repeated behavior now, you know, for 20 years. And so we're not talking to those girls probably. Sure. You know, that's a codependency issue. But sure. So at the end of the day, so tell us about... Forgiveness. Talk about forgiveness with Jared and what that really looked like. Sure. So I had mentioned that as soon as he told me and he hit his knees literally. Mm -hmm. So that's like that took me back to that moment in our living room. And 
I knew I, I can remember so clearly closing the book I was reading and setting it down and thinking what just happened Mm. and knowing in my heart. And I, I can't tell you going back. I think it was such a blur if I heard that I, I was going to forgive him or if I, it just was such a deep feeling within me that I totally didn't understand at the time. Um, and I, I believe there's no way I could have forgiven him to the depths because then that will lead into trust. And that leads into looking at him who it's going to get me choked up and seeing the love of my life and not seeing mm. him for what he did. Mm. So good. I think it's so easy. With the to, blood all over his face and the, yeah. and the, yeah. I think it's so easy to think, okay, well I need, I know I need to forgive him. And the Bible says to forgive and to think of it as like a one little action that you can put in a box and tie it with mm. a bow and then set it on your shelf checked off. I did that. Right. And it's something so much more than that of, you walk it out all the time Yeah. of every time I'd look at him thinking, I don't, I forgive you to the extent that I don't see that. So good. And not even just three years later today, but because Jared and I talk about it and we'll mm-hmm. refer back to that, that moment back to what, how far we've come in these three years, even back to what his life was like in that where I'll just say, you know, remember when we would fight about this? And so we've had conversations, not just sitting and, and staying in that, Mm -hmm. but we're at a place where we can refer back to that reflections. Yes. Yeah. And I think had I not forgiven him, um, there's no way I think then it becomes a, like, let's just sweep it under the rug and not talk about it. Like, I forgave you, put it in that box. I talked about, put it a bow on it. Versus it's what you walk out every day. Mm-hmm. And because staying married is staying married. Exactly. Right. Let's exactly. talk about the obvious that you got to raise kids together. You've still got to date him. Right. You've still got to make love to him. I mean, marriage is marriage. Yes. So it's not like you said, I'm going to stay married to you and we're going to live divorced. Right. You genuinely wanted to be fully married to your husband. Yes. And I think there, there was such a, um, I mean, as, as much as that day sucked, like mm-hmm. just call it for sure. what it is. There was such a liberation in that for me of I was looking at him and I thought, I feel like maybe now in this moment, I know you 100%. That's so good. And as hard as of a pill as that is to swallow with yeah. that, that type of situation, at the same time, it was just oddly liberating of like, oh my gosh, I feel like we can have day one. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like I know you. It's good. And... So to forgive him to the point where, um, cause logically in my brain, I thought, how am I ever going to want to be intimate with you again? Right. How am I going to have another baby with you and walking that forgiveness out with the, within the depths of your soul is how you do all those things. Mm. It's how our marriage is better now than what three years ago I could have even hoped we would be one day. Sure. And I know we're not, I know there's so much more for us. And so, um, just not getting stuck in, well, I forgave you, but I can't believe you. But I'm not going to forget it. Right. right? I'm, I'm going to forgive you, but it. I'm not going to forget it. Exactly. Yeah. So, and it's, it's not something that's in the forethought of my brain at all. Right. Um, but it's something that you and I can just talk about at mm-hmm. any point. 
when we all gather, whether us girls or the tribes all together, conversations come up. Jared talks freely about it. Right. Um, it's not like a, I don't want to talk about it. Mm. So it's amazing what God can do when you put something in the light. Yes. Right. Yes. So let's talk about your healing. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's, this wasn't a, oh my gosh, that was the worst day of my life. I forgive you. I love you. Let's not bring it up again. And we're just going to carry on down the road. You and Jared for three years have sat at mentorship. Yes. You guys for three years have sat in church and in quiet time. I, I always say, Danielle, no one can be transformed without the foot of the cross. You just can't. No way. And so you both surrender. We made that really clear to the both of you, right? Yes. From the very beginning. So let's talk about the power of associations. I love when you share with me, there was two different places I could have gone mm-hmm. to tell what Jared had done. Talk about the power of associations, you know, even with you staying so close to mentorship and with you always asking and being open for wisdom, you know, and even the journey you are today, reading books still Mm -hmm. on healing the soul of a woman. So maybe talk a little bit about that, that you can't, you can't walk through something like that by yourself and walk it out by yourself. Like you truly need wisdom and mentorship. Absolutely. And I think that's another thing that for people, as they learn my story, and they look at where we are today, surrounded by such an incredible tribe of people, but that wasn't where we were then. Right. And so I knew in that moment um, that Jared had talked with Brian and Robbie, and that you guys had told him that you were there mm-hmm. for us, that you would be there for me, you and Brian would be there for both of us. So when he told me that, I sat there and I thought, okay, I. I know you said I can call you. Mm-hmm. Do I, am I willing to face the reality? Because now I have to speak it out loud. Right. And I think there's something incredibly powerful. That's good. That you can, when you stand up and are willing to speak it out loud as hard as it is mm. versus just hide it. So good, Danielle. And, and even on that, my initial reaction when he told me that is, oh my gosh, I know that's not who you are. I don't want anybody to know because mm. that's not who you are. Sure. You go into protection mode. Exactly. Yeah. And and then I just thought, there's no way. There's no way I can do this. I could do, I could say, okay, I forgive you and we could survive and no one could know and our marriage, that would be the best it was ever going to be because there's no possible way you grow through that by yourself. And what happens in the dark? What What do we know happens in the dark? Goodness, you get consumed. You get consumed. Mm-hmm. What grows in the dark naturally in, in the flesh? What do we know? Uh, fungus. Fungus, mold. <laughs> I mean, we, we know in the dark pantry is where mold, you think, right. how did this get like this? Exactly. And people somehow believe that our marriages are different, that we can all hide and we can put all these things in this little box. It's just between me and you. Right. And that it's going to grow. And there's just no way in the dark in any closet Mm-mm. that it can grow. It it can only foster and thrive in the light, right? Yes, absolutely. And so sitting in that and thinking, okay, I'm going to pick up the phone and I'm going to call Robbie and we're going to chat. And I could have gone to, you know, I could have gone, I have a great relationship with my mom, um, but I knew as much as they love Jared, that my family would, would 100% think, what did he do? And just like I would protect my children, sure. that's what they would want to do. And so I had to be very wise in that moment to not go where I would hear. Where the world would tell you to go. Exactly. Yeah. 
Because um, that's easier. Exactly. Yeah. But to go where I saw the fruits of a marriage that I wanted, to go where I knew the spiritual growth journey that Jared and I wanted, to you guys who we were already sitting under for wisdom and staying plugged into that and then bring on the books. I mean, goodness gracious, I have a ton of them. Even recently, I'm reading Codependent No More. Right. And Healing the Soul of a Woman. Right. And I have been feeling probably for three months now just a um, a stirring within me that... Not to sound boastful, I feel like I've healed very well over you the have. last three years. You have. And I feel like that there's just been a nudging. God's been nudging me to a deeper layer of healing, that there's there's even more for me. And now that we're at a place where we are in our marriage, in our family, surrounded by all of you, that I think, and I think Stephen Lyles told me this in Chicago, that I had... No, actually, this goes back to December, that I had settled into my new normal, mm-hmm. that we made it. My marriage didn't just survive, but we're, we're thriving. Right. And Which can still mask pain. Absolutely. The fact that you guys are not fighting every day, and right. you're not putting a monitor on his truck, right. and tapping his phone, right. doesn't mean that you're not still needing to heal. Right. Yeah. And so that's been a journey for me of that I've just recently been probably two weeks now, but over the last three months and in constant conversation with you, because mm-hmm. that's not even something that I dig up on my own, but that's how significant it is to put yourself with somebody that you trust as much as I trust you, because mm-hmm. I feel the stirring in me. I feel the nudging of... There's, I think there's something deeper that I can heal from this and really, truly begin to break out of who I'm supposed to be. Right. And then here you come mm-hmm. with a simple question and a conversation, and it's such confirmation for me of, okay, then this, this is a season for me. Right. So I focused on um, my marriage. It's good. And healing through that. And now this is me healing as an individual. That's so good. And you know, I think a lot, Danielle, a lot of times people think like I haven't walked through that. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to categorize our pain. Sure. We want to categorize our pain. I can only talk to people who've been an alcoholic before. I can only talk to people who've experienced adultery before. I can only talk to people who've buried a child before. I can only talk to people. We categorize ourselves into these groups that there are everywhere now. Instead of categorizing ourselves into the depths of the truth of the word of God. Right. right? So I can't sit here and say to you, I understand your pain. Mm -hmm. I can't understand your pain. However, what I can do is stand for truth. Right. That's what I can do. Right. Just like you can't understand my pain of what I've been through in my life. Right. But we'll speak the same language on truth. Yes. You know, so I think even for people to understand how important even that is, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, I understand how you feel. You know, you should you should hold Jared like you need to hang him on the cross. No. You know, at the end of the day, God's a redeemer. Right. That I do know. And again, back to my disclaimer a minute ago. Jared had a heart of redemption. Yes. You know, so, but take me to the time when, not too long ago, when I text you and I said, hey. (laughs) Which one? (laughs) My text that says, hey, with a red heart. Yes. (laughs) Um, Because you you allow me to mentor you. 
Mm -hmm. right? You allow me to speak into you. So when I said, I think Danielle needs to heal. Yes. Talk about that moment. We're three years in. Again, you and Jared are thriving. You have baby Leo, who's special to my little heart. That's where I get a little bit better. <laughs> because God showed me that you'd have a baby boy before you before Jared even confessed everything. Mm-hmm. So talk about surrounding yourself. Because that was our little carrot. Yes. Sitting at that table that day. You know, was you can't get a divorce. Right. I mean, he's obviously going to redeem you because you're going to have a baby boy. Right. And here we have Leo. So, but take me back to that text that I sent you when I said it's been masked. So maybe tell everybody what you've walked through since the blow to the soul. Sure. Uh, no, that text was so good for me. Um, so... Jared told me everything September of 2015. Earlier that year, his dad was diagnosed with stage four cancer and we had just moved back to Burleson to be closer to him. And so within, let's see, probably a month after Jared told me everything, maybe not quite a month, I found out I was pregnant. And that was that moment of, okay, Like, the timing of this is incredible, and um, we went on from there. So I was walking through healing, walking through the shock, all of that, with a pregnancy, and Jared's dad, uh, the reality of it was he was dying, Mm -hmm. and so Leo was born the following June, June of 2016, and we lost Jared's dad that November. And so, so eight we, months later, your your baby boy was born. Mm-hmm. Okay. Eight months later, he was born, I guess, 13 months later, 14 months later, yeah. after Jared told me we lost his dad. So even that whole year, as we're walking out healing our marriage and trying to surround ourselves where we know, we're also walking out knowing what's coming with his dad. And then we walked through... Probably three months after his dad died, we walked through a very difficult, the beginning of a very difficult season with his family. Um, and that that continued on for a year. And we moved back up here last summer. Mm-hmm. So I would say within the first two years of him telling me everything, which that's something that takes the rug out of you, out from under your feet, and could you could just quit at that point. Right. Um, we walked through pregnancy and the birth of our son. Right. We walked through losing his dad. Right. An incredibly difficult situation with his family. And we moved back to Argyle. Mm-hmm. So all of that where your text had said, I think that it's time for you to heal. Mm-hmm. I think that what the timing of everything that was going on in your life masked what happened. Right. And... That was so good for me. And that's when I was able to be like, oh, my gosh, this is the book I just ordered, Mm -hmm. Healing the Soul of a Woman. And that's when you came back with, I think that there's there's some meat for you in Codependent No More. Right. And that it made me so aware. I don't think I really, in three years, have sat down to process how much was happening in our life at that time. Right. And it makes me even more in awe of how incredible God is Mm -hmm. that he could do all of that 
with everything else we had going on, walking through something as tragic as Jared losing his dad. Yeah. And looking at what God did for him, even in that moment of such a difficult thing to walk through for him. And he just continued to rise up. And no way did that knock him off track. And no way did it, you know, I think you think of a tragedy like that and you never know how someone's going to react to it. Mm. And he just continued to rise up in every area of his life. I think you're in that season where... You know, the, your your broken soul could have been masked layer after layer after layer. I think Jared was continued to give a sword layer after layer yes. after layer. And so where it masked your crying heart, because, you know, you still have to heal from a lot of that. It, it It's almost like God gave you a chance to be silent mm-hmm. for such a time as this. But he also gave Jared a chance to rise up. 100. Like it was time for Jared Perkins to not only ask for forgiveness and walk out in redemption, but to roar. Like it was time for him to be a big boy now. Right. And he shined with flying colors. Again, he didn't do it by himself. He did it with guys that love him and Brian is his mentor. And I think too, what I think is so beautiful about y'all's story, Danielle, is that none of it have you tried to walk out by yourself. You're not capable. No. No. You're just not capable. None of us are, right? So, okay. So tell me this. Why do you love to tell your story? You're three years. You're not yes. 12 years in. Right. You're just three, which that's for for six years of adultery. You're only th- like you're not even halfway through the amount of time you were betrayed. <laughs> right. But why is it so important? You always want to tell your story every chance that you get. And I love that about you because it's not fun. Sure. You know, I think, I mean, if people want to judge Jared, that's on him. But Jared has given so many marriages hope. Yes. His his honor, his um, patriarch walk, and your forgiveness, your true Proverbs 30 woman has risen up. And the combination of those has liberated so many couples. And yes. you're only three years in. Yes. <laughs> so why do you like to tell your story? Um, I think, well, and I'll say that that was even a bit of a process. And I remember within that first year chatting with you and like feeling like I held on to the fact that I would be able to talk about it one day, Right. that I wouldn't, um, it wouldn't always make me so emotional that I couldn't talk like it did at first. Cause I think you think that and you think, is this my new normal? Like no way. Sure. And with, Again, like I, I kind of feel like a broken record, but I haven't done it by myself. Right. And to have you by my side and leading me through. And I think sometimes my brain thinks like, you want to know my story? Okay, well, here, I'll tell yeah. you. But and, you got to be willing to hear all of it. Right. I'm right. not just going to tell you the down and low dirty on my husband. Exactly. Yeah, that's good. And so I think that I know how I felt in that moment and of him telling me everything. And I know that feeling of the beginning stages of walking it out. And I think to myself, if I can, if by me sharing Mm -hmm. can be something that somebody holds, someone else holds onto who finds themselves in that moment of which way is up. Like, how do I put one foot in front of the other? Just to hear the raw details, the raw walk of it all, that that can be, hope for transformation for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Um, 
even if it was one person, then that's like more than enough. And I'll never forget the day that I, that God clearly showed me a, I had a dream of myself standing in this field and there was like this old iron pipe fence and there was a gate and I had to swing the gate open. It wasn't locked, but I had to swing it open. And on the other side was a line of women. And I thought that's what this is. That's what this is, is I think that my story is more common than some people realize. Right. And just giving someone something to hold on to of, okay, she did it. This is what her walk was and she did it. Then there's hope for me too. I can do it. Right. And just taking that in with the wisdom of take yourself straight to the foot of the cross. Yeah. Surround yourself with people who are going to speak truth to you. And that's, I'm so glad you said that earlier. I didn't come to you because you have my story. Right. I came to you because you're my source of truth. And Mm -hmm. I knew that no matter what, you would help me step for step. That's good. So if I can share and it can inspire other women who are going through it, or maybe other men hear our story and it can inspire them to come forward if that's their if they're Jared in that story mm. to see he he humbled himself and came clean and look where we are today right you know I stayed because I'm sure there's fear on that end too of I'll just keep my secret because right my wife will leave or all right. these things that the world will tell you will happen and it doesn't have to be that way right and you know I want to say to you I'm so proud of you because you've taken responsibility for your healing. You know, a lot of people want wisdom and a lot of people want mentorship, but a lot of people just want to talk. And I think what's beautiful about you is you have talked less and learned more. And that's huge. You know, you, you don't you don't argue with any wisdom that we give you. you. If we say, go read this book, you order it and read it. You go listen to what we ask you to go listen to. Like you, you go listen to sermons. You literally take responsibility for your own healing. And I think, Danielle, that is why you and Jared just three years in are flourishing because you guys aren't saying, yeah, but you don't understand. And oh my gosh, you know, you literally, for lack of a better way to put it, it's yes, ma'am. And yes, sir. And you guys walk it out yourself. Yes. And that is a key to why you guys are where to you are, because we can't heal your soul. We can just guide you in a direction of truth. Right. You know, and we know that God always says, tell the tales and memorize the miracles. Mm-hmm. And so your your marriage is a miracle because you picked up your mat and you walked. Right. Yes. You knocked yourself into the pool. Yes. <laughs> you didn't just sit on the edge and say, somebody push me in. You literally threw yourself in the pool, paralyzed with fear and bitterness and whatever else that you may have struggled with. That You literally picked up your mat and walked. So. Yes. Well, and I think I just keep coming back to, I feel like it was my choice. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't choose my story, but I got to choose and continue to choose as I continue to heal and our marriage continues to grow and thrive, I got to choose that this won't be my identity. So good. That it might be a scar that I have and a story that I get to tell and hopefully impact other people, but it is, it will not define me. It Mm. will not define Jared. Amen. Um, 
that's that's not a a badge that I choose to stick on myself of well well poor me here's my story this is what my husband did right so it's it's something that I think is allowing me an opportunity to share my heart with others um, but it wasn't going to define me mm. and I, I had to choose that in that instant and I have to continue to walk that out and you know the difference in a scab and a scar right right <laughs> yes yep that's so any in a scab anything can knock that scab off and make it bleed again pus again right need another band-aid you know but a scar is truly something you can say see this scar right here let me tell you the story of what happened exactly you know so i'm proud of you guys jared and danielle perkins will tell the story thank you forever because you opened the gate right I open the gate. And I love that. That goes show that you're in the word and that you're mm-hmm. in your own quiet time too. Cause God's the ultimate healer and redeemer and reminder of his promises. And so right. here you are Perkins here family of four. <laughs> yes. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. For Thank you so me. much. Yes, yes, yes. So Jared and Daniel Perkins, if that it tends to be a story that you guys have, I highly recommend you follow them and yes. They're available for just, again, making you responsible for your own healing. That's one of the biggest responses we get is help me. And I'm like, you got to help yourself. But we can guide you, right? So I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much. I love you. you. I'm proud of you guys. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there are just a couple of things that I would love for you to do. Number one, go subscribe to our podcast. That way, the most recent episodes will always be in your feed waiting for you when you're ready to listen. Number two, go visit RobbiePage.com to learn more about the mission and vision of RGP and how you can get involved.